We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Rotowire hashtag After Dark Champions League show. It's Monday night, and we have UCL tomorrow. My name is Jack Burkhart. You can find me on Twitter at Jack Burkhart. I'm joined, as always, by Ryan Belongi, and I'm particularly excited for a very special guest we have on board for today. He's been on an absolute heater lately, and uh, he's one of uh, he's one of our Discord regulars, always chopping it up, whether it's a big UCL slate or probably some MLS coming up, right, Mo? But I just want to welcome. Mohammed Al Hendi, he's you know him as Mo Hendi in the DK lobby. Here's he's here to join us. How's it going, Mo? Welcome to the show. What's up, Jack? It's it's very exciting to be with the team. Uh, you know, uh, we've always joked about doing this for a long time, and uh, you know, we, we said that it'll happen once once I finally got a ticket, and after you know something like a thousand uh, qualifiers, I finally got one. So. Uh, yeah, I'm just excited to be here. This is a really interesting slate. You know, it's far uh, different from the usual ones that we've seen in at least last week and probably a few weeks before that. So it's going to be fun talking about it. How's it going on your end, Ryan? Oh, yeah. You know, I had a frustrating weekend. I was just sort of talking to you guys about it a little, but, you know, that's that's in the past. Happy to have Mo on the show. Happy to have a different perspective. Um Excited for the Champs League. Two interesting games. Uh, this, the slates are tougher than I thought than I originally thought. I guess there's a couple of interesting decisions. Um, but yeah, uh, excited to have Mo on the show. I, I like. I think we should start. You know, just a few basic questions. I was just wondering, like, you know, when you started playing DraftKings soccer, how did you get into it? Did you have success right away? I don't know, just kind of like the, you know, the basic questions. Yeah. So I, th- I think it's almost been like four years of playing it, um, which is crazy to me to think about. Um, but it really, I think has been just about that long at first. I don't think I played pretty regularly at all. I think I just kind of dabble here and there. Um, and then I think in the last couple of years, I started playing a little bit more um, actively. Uh, I, I think I think it all started like two seasons ago where I had, I'd stumbled my way to two tickets. Uh, I played Alanga in the last game of the Premier League season, like on his debut. I don't know what year that is, but like I remember that very well. And he like scored on his debut. And so 
I finished pretty highly. Like, and so, you know, I just kind of got hooked from that moment on. I was like, all right, when's the next slate? And the next slate wasn't for like three months, but at, like from that on, um, I really liked it. So um, mostly it's mostly soccer on DraftKings. Occasionally there'll be some NBA, which is like uh, quite a different experience, I think, than soccer. Um, but soccer's my uh, my DraftKings drug. It's the it's the game that I uh, I get most excited about. I can't forget nice, yeah. either, right, Mo? Can't remember. Can't forget what? Best ball. Best ball. If, yeah, I, I, yeah. Best ball. If we're including it, then it's it's probably the right there is my my second DraftKings drug right after. I remember that Alanga slate, man. I was so tilted that I didn't play him because he was like min price, min price forward on that slate. And that was, yeah. that was exactly it. Like I, 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 I mean, I, I'd like to say it was this big brain play that no one saw, but I think it was basically like I needed a cheap second forward, and I was like, hey, this kid making his debut might be worth a shot. Seems like a favorable matchup. Why not? So have you have you been like a soccer fan for a while, like watch soccer before so, DraftKings or like did you were you gambling before DraftKings or like, you know, no, I, I would say that's the it's the former. I, I just had always watched soccer like it was is the family sport like it was what my dad loved and I just like followed it forever. And so, um, you know, I kind of stumbled on DraftKings. I think played MLS states MLS uh, slates first. Like I was just like. There's this league no one knows anything about. I feel like I might have an edge here. And I think that's how I first got into it. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've been a, like a, a Spurs fan since I was like 12, 12 years old, something like that. Like it's been ages. Um, I'm Egyptian ethnically. And so um, at the time when I started watching Spurs, they had like one Egyptian. They had Mito before that as well. Um, so they were just kind of like the team to like follow for all the people who like look like me. Um, and I just stuck with them after that. And so that's, that's my soccer story and why I continue to support probably one of the most frustrating teams that there is in all of, in all of soccer. We do it for the pain, Mo. Um, <laughs> I was wearing a bit of your style and I think you hinted it, right? So you picked up the MLS lobby, which I have a feeling is your favorite lobby. You're, you're always uh, chopping it up in the in the discord with us which i enjoy so would you characterize yourself more as like a brain player a little bit versus you know someone who's going to grind some excel spreadsheets and uh, sort by projection and throw in a little dust and hit throw it into an optimizer so you're more like hand building is that your approach to dfs so i think as i as i've gotten better generally anyway as, as, I've, as i've kind of taken it more seriously i've learned that it doesn't really make sense to do one without the other um, I would say I'm, I'm brain first, probably, right? Like I still look for the edges that don't appear readily on a, like an Excel spreadsheet or whatever. But I would say like in the last few months, I've definitely like taken advantage a lot more of Rotowire tools and taking kind of a, a long look at the data when I'm making some of my decisions. And I think that's paid dividends as well. So um brain first but definitely seeing increasing value out of incorporating a little bit of machine as well yeah i've been dabbling in those dark machine arts myself but i agree with you on soccer like you need to have the context behind all these guys's range of outcomes because if you just try to put one number on it right like there's it's just so much more that goes into it like what roles might be changing that 
you kind of have to make a manual adjustment anyways. So yeah. I don't well, think sometimes apparently the machine tells you to play Jao Gomez versus Spurs and there's no good reason for it, but you know, you should just <laughs> listen to the machine. Apparently uh, I, I, uh, I think this weekend I, I, I messaged you before the games kicked off and I was like, why Jao Gomez? Why are you telling me that Wolves midfielders are going to do well? And all you could say was, the machine says so. So maybe trust the machine sometimes over your instincts. Yeah, I, I don't really know how it happened, but I must have hard-coded something that says just boost Wolves midfielders by like 30% because they won't stop appearing in my stuff. But uh, hey, sometimes the 3K midfielder just allows you to play Bukayo Saka, who scores a brace even though he is like 13K or something like that. Uh, Ryan, you got anything else for Mo? Pick his brain a little bit more or should we dive in? Yeah, no, we can dive in. Uh, I'm just happy to see this, the success. People winning money at DFS soccer. Um, I, it hasn't been my best season from a consistency standpoint. So, yeah, I, I don't know. I, I like to see people having success, even though if it makes it tougher for me. There's still an edge out there. You can still make money out there. I don't. It's encouraging. I think it is. I think like when I got into soccer, you know, people would say, and this is like two years ago, oh, soccer is the hardest lobby. Cash is a nightmare. You can't play cash games in the soccer lobby. You know, you can't do things like that. But I don't know. I don't think I'm like a mega brain maniac or anything. I don't think I know soccer much better than anyone else. But if you work hard and you have fun, I think uh, I think you can still approach the games these days, which is a good advertisement for we need more people in the soccer lobby. We have bigger contests, so it should be pretty fun for UCL. And if you need a little bit of help to help you prepare, rotorwire.com backslash soccer trial get a two-day free trial play the champs league if you're not already a sub i mean the tools are just such a time efficiency tool as uh we've said so often and the discord i think is a big value add too if you like to you know joke around or even talk a little bit of ball we do a little bit of both but let's get into the slate we have two somewhat similar games here but i think inter milan is probably seen as a bigger favorite at home against atletico madrid I've been looking at these teams' form. I don't play interleague as much as you two do, but um, Inter Milan have allowed 12 goals this entire season in Serie A. They're just absolutely dominating, and I think that has a lot to do with a very small total, but they are probably deserved favorites at home against Atletico Madrid. And then the other match that we'll be looking at, probably the more exciting of the two, PSV Eindhoven, who are absolutely crushing the Dutch Eredivisie. I think they're 10 points in the lead. They have not lost 20 wins and two draws. They're hosting Dortmund. That game sports the higher total sitting just above three. Ryan, what was jumping out to you when you were looking at these games and looking at the slate? Yeah, the first thing, just that Inter, like you said, they're so tough to score on. Uh, it's like a nightmare matchup away to Inter Milan. So, I mean, it's a decision about Griezmann, but just for the rest of the slate, like after Griezmann, I was kind of just crossing every single Atletico player off, maybe besides Oblak. And it, it really narrows it down. Um, yeah, I don't know. And then, like, for, for just from a cash game perspective, you can jam all the set piece takers if you want to. I'm not sure that's the move. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you guys. I think you guys are a little bit deeper in the cash game streets than me. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. That was my first thing is, like, an Inter at home, I just don't really want to play the other team. But maybe you play Griezmann here because of different factors. You know, the pricing is kind of soft. He still has a high floor. Um, but, like, if you cross Madrid off after that, it just it really narrows your options down. Um, I, I, I'm glad to see that Mo has the Dortmund jersey on because I haven't really watched Dortmund 
too much recently. Don't really know too much about them, but PSV have been scoring a lot of goals and that game that game, you know, seems like the one that is going to have goals in it. If, if there's going to be one that's back and forth, you know, much more likely than the other one. So that's the one I wanted to target. Well, what are you thinking when you're looking at these two matches? Yeah. So uh, my thoughts are pretty similar. I think to, to Ryan's, uh, even though I'm wearing the Dortmund Jersey, they're probably the team I know the least about, you know, they never end up making it into the interleague state slates. They always get left in the Bundesliga slates, which conflict with the EPL slates and, very few people other than Bear and a few others end up playing them. So they are the, the biggest question mark. But I would say my initial thought on the Inter-Atleti game is it is going to be as defensive as projected. Um, you know, uh, Simeone's missing. Murata. Murata is not in the projected lineup. He may be fit. He did travel with the squad, so he may be fit to have an appearance, but you know, Depay, like like the projection says, is a likely starter. And so I think this game is going to be all about them, you know, utilizing the dark arts, trying to kill time, trying to keep the total as low as possible, hit on the counter, that type of thing. Um, one thing that's tricky is like, you know, as, as I was waiting for prices to be released, I definitely had in my mind that Griezmann was a like lock 10K type player. And so seeing his price come out at 8300 definitely changes that um you can say that for a few guys though i think there's a bunch of guys on this slate as we'll walk through that are priced way um lower than i would have expected them to be priced at um you've definitely got at least a couple of them i think on psv as well um where you like you guys have said it's all all attack they're playing against uh dortmund who are also an attacking team with you know two wingers that play fullback basically um and so um yeah it, it's it's definitely the more attacking game the game i'm more interested in um and um i think i'll have probably more players from that game as well i was wondering a little bit about the inter atletico because i know atletico have been a little bit more attacking lately under Simeone. it's not like the same atletico that we may have seen you know three or four years ago like always grinding out seemingly these one zero 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 wins so do you think that the game's going to be slower just a function of this is knockout soccer now and the inter defense is going to be strong or do you think that there might be something that's just not priced in you know it's just seen well inter's defense is good they're probably better team than atletico so therefore low total i don't know i guess with this starting 11 it looks like atletico madrid would be looking more to grind out a result but they've been in some shootout games when i've been playing in interleague so i don't know i don't really want to play their players because i mean it seems like they're all going to play 60 minutes except for griezmann but maybe that's good for the inter side as well. I don't know. Do you think there's any merit to that, or am I uh, overthinking it? I mean, maybe a little. They've they've been involved in some wild games this season, especially recently, more so than usual, like you said. But I think just away to inter is what wins out. I mean, anybody anybody away to winter to inter in in the first leg of a Champions League game, it's just it's going to be tough for that to happen. I feel like. Yeah, I, I fully agree. That that's how I feel about it. Um, you know, uh, I, I don't I don't see Inter dominating. I think it's kind of the only limitation that I'd say is that like Athletic Atletico can slow down pretty much anyone, um, but I, I I just don't see them giving us much. And I do see, like you said, Ryan, and like you said, Jack, like Simeone just 
bringing in fresh legs to make sure that the bus stays strong 90 minutes through and um, they're able to kind of keep it low scoring and low paced. Yeah. So I think you, I think Atletico, I don't really know what to expect from their starting 11. This might change a lot. This feels like Inter's best 11. So I would be very surprised if they made too many changes. Um, Acherby is out at sec at center back. So he's a pretty good defender, but I think they have some depth there. So I'm not too worried about injuries on the Inter front. We might see if uh, Dortmunds, they might rotate one of their attackers. Marco Royce has been taking some set pieces instead of Julian Brandt. So if Marco Royce starts, that might be a stock down for a decently priced midfielder. And we haven't talked too much about PSV. I mean, it's not one of the major five leagues that we cover. There's not a lot of Dutch league DFS being played. But I think this is a lineup that we would have seen quite a lot of in the Champions League. A couple things I dug up. Joey Veerman, he's back in the lineup. But he was just out for a month with a calf injury. And so he has yet to play a full 90 minutes. At 8,100, he's going to take most of the set pieces. You can't be mad if Bakayoko takes a couple corners, but he's the primary set piece taker. But still, I think there might be some fragility in that situation that you should be aware of just in terms of minutes. I don't know how much that should move the needle, but I thought that was a news nugget that was worth noting. Do you have any opinions on this uh, PSV side, Ryan? I know you played some Champs League stuff and you know, like, I forgot if Saibari was good or bad for uh, Joey Veerman's outlook. So what would you think if this was their 11, Ryan? You're on mute. Sorry, amateur hour over here. Um, yeah, no, the, the first thing, yeah, you mentioned, I was going to say Veerman had a calf injury. He came back eight days ago and played 45 minutes uh, and then got subbed at half. And then in their most recent game, he played 76 minutes. Um, he had six shots in that game and took 19. He had 19 crosses uh, and six shots and 14 corners. I mean, <laughs> they were playing Hercules, but like I can't – I don't think I can worry too much about the minutes – for like a majority set piece taker on the team with that's in the best spot, you know, maybe for tournaments, but like, even that, like you got to give them at least 75 minutes, I think. And that's probably enough to, to have the highest floor, I, I would think. Um, but yeah, like I do like Baki Yoko too. Um, even without set pieces, he just has a good floor, goal and assist upside. And then, yeah, if Veerman goes off, you probably get Bakayoko taking corners. Um, Saibari, I like Saibari. Um, we, we, we were talking about way back, like whether Shouten was in or not, and it might affect Veerman, but I don't really, like, it seems like he's going to play too, right? I don't have the lineup up, but he's been starting with, uh, yeah, with Veerman. Um I don't know. PSV, just they're an attacking side. They've been scoring a lot of goals. They've been in form. I like Saibari. He's been really good. Uh, just came back from Africa Cup of Nations. Scored and assisted in each of these last two games. Uh, Luke de Jong, highest goal-scoring odds on the slate, I think. He's the one I think <laughs> I never really want to play. I don't think – I don't know what other people are going to do, but I don't know. I, I like – I'd like to get a low owned De Young maybe, but I feel like on this slate, people will see PSV in the best spot and him with the highest goal scoring odds and he'll have some ownership too. I don't know. That's what I think about PSV. Yeah. 
Uh, why don't we just drop into the forward position? I mean, Mo, I think some of these PSV guys are cheap, so you can get your take in there while you talk about it. But um, what's jumping off the page to you with forward? We got 8,300 Griezmann, like you said. Feels like he's a play in cash games just because that's not a role that I'm much of a fan of playing, the set-piece majority taker and then a penalty taker as well, <laughs> Not a, even though it's not a very good spot. As Ryan said, salary's kind of soft. But, uh, yeah, tell us what you think of the forward position. Yeah, so uh, for anyone who kind of tracks my play or in general, like just the way that I play, it, it's it's I always look for those forwards that come with some decent level of floor, whether it's through sets or just through, um, you know, crosses, shots, whatever. I, I don't really generally include shots in my calculation of floor, but, you know, that that's part of it as well. And so the, the kind of the, the big issue that, I think you face here is that all of the forwards with like the best goal scoring odds don't generally provide much of a floor. Like Luke De Jong certainly fits that profile. Um, Full Krug is up there. He also doesn't come up, come with much of a floor. Um, Martinez, I think maybe in Syria has a great floor because he ends up with like minimum five shots per game but I don't think he's getting, um, you know, up there versus Atleti. Um, and then Depay doesn't even, isn't even worth talking about. Uh, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe he is. We'll see. Um, but yeah, I, I think it starts with Griezmann. As I said, you know, I, I think he's 2K uh, too cheap. He is in the toughest matchup. So, um, you know, I, I think that that has to be considered, but I still think that the upside and, and as you said, penalties plus sets just kind of makes him very favorable here. Um, Bakayoko, I think, is very similar as well. Um, I just, it, it's funny, I looked at the pricing and, and they have Bakayoko as, at the same price as Lozano. And I was like, those are two very uh, starkly different plays. Like Lozano is high sub risk. Uh, you know, I don't know how fit Noah Lang is, but. Uh, assuming that he's able to play some sort of role, I would think Lozano is probably like the likeliest to be subbed off for him. And so, um, you know, I, that's kind of why I'm I'm higher on Bakayoko, including his like sets and his shots and his general play. Um, there is the, uh, you know, I wrote down, I think, uh, Malin revenge narrative. You know, he, he did come from uh, PSV. Um, he sat out the game this weekend, but the game before that he had two goals. So he's in, you know, decent vein of form. So, you know, for people wanting to kind of uh, be a little different and and kind of go for the options that are maybe less discussed, um, Malin would be a strong candidate. Um, but that's that's generally how I feel about the position. Um, I don't know about Mart Martinez. You know, I'll, I'll kind of be curious as to what you guys think about a 9K in the supposed, you know, best um, – most favorite team um that one's a big question but i think that's too pricey for me ryan what do you think yeah i think i agree with mo that like you know his floor isn't what it is in italian league games um and i'm not sure you can spend up for both him and griezmann i mean you can because pricing's soft but yeah, I just don't know if their floor the floor is high as a normal spot. I just Bakayoko seems safer. I agree with the minutes thing too. PSV have they also have Goose Till, who could even start, but who who would, could also come on for Chucky Lozano. 
Um, sorry, it was Heracles that they played over the weekend, not Hercules. Can't mix those up. But yeah, I don't know. What do you think, Jack? Uh, well, I think you're fired for getting the name wrong on uh, Heracles. <laughs> but um, my first impression when I made a lineup just to throw something together and enter contests was I just wanted to jam set piece takers. So I'm like, Lautaro is a little bit expensive. I think a lot of his shot-based floor is based on bullying the bottom half of Serie A, which seems particularly weak this year. So I don't know. Again, I, I shared the agreement. I'm, I was interested to hear what you you all thought, because maybe I was thinking, well, maybe it's like, oh, Lautaro, he's going to end up with five shots in this spot, and that's tough to fade with uh, the goal scoring odds as well. But if you don't think he's going to get the floor based on shots, you're looking at a player who profiles you know, as a maybe 15 points if he scores a goal type of guy, which is a frustrating profile profile to play so i clicked marco royce at 7k in case he starts he's i don't think he's in our project 11 he's just because he split some set pieces recently but i think uh bakayoko is very closely priced and i would probably prefer him so i'll just make that quick change i just think it allows you to jam set piece takers again if you play graceman and um and lautaro you have to you you can't you have to choose uh a very good midfielder that you have to fade and maybe Ian Matson is worth it or something like this, but it just didn't seem as good of a lineup. I mean, you lose if uh Lotaro gets a brace, but I think sometimes if you play cash games, you just lose in those circumstances. And we hope to see that next week. I mean, in slightly better circumstances. So that was my impression. So have you guys seen this lineup that, end, that would end with 2,500 at second defender? Yeah, yeah, I think I have. I, I saw it recently. I was just, you know, can we take a zero there? Who's the fade in cash games, I guess, is the question. I mean, I think I know, but like, our, our, Jack, you said you were trying to play all the set piece takers. Then who, you don't play Baki Yoko? I don't know. Like, who are you not playing? I, I'm. No, it was just, uh, I look, I didn't like do any research in PSV when I made my lineup, so I was just clicking names that I was somewhat familiar with, and I just saw that Royce was taking a few corners lately um, with Julian Brands. But, I mean, I think the range of outcomes is pretty good on Bakayoko. That would be a priority. But I think that gave me like 2,800, so I could actually play a defender who was alive. So that might be a consideration depending on the lineup. But um, maybe we can circle back to four later with tournaments. I don't know. Mo, did you have something to say? Yeah, I was just going to say on Ryan's point about who, who do you fade. I, I think I'm least sold on Brandt. I know we're going to get to midfield, and I'll, I'll say a little bit more about that then. But he's probably the one that I'm least sold on in terms of, um, you know, if you're going for the cash set piece takers as like me too. one of the ones you need. Yeah, me too. I mean, we can skip around a little bit. Tell us more about why you're a little ho-hum on Brandt compared to, you got Joey Veerman a little bit above at 8,100. I think he's 600 more. And then, I mean, Hakan, 6,400. He's a really frustrating player. Like, doesn't, he's kind of a, he's got a lot of James Ward-Prowse in him, but I'm not fading that. I, I am, I am a Hakan truther, you know. Oh. I, I, uh, I, I always, because, you know, like, yes, DeMarco might eat into his sets, but he, at especially at this ridiculous 6,400. I mean, it's a, it might be a different conversation if he was at uh, 75, 85. But, you know, you've got the the PK equity, because I think he's still first choice ahead of Lotaro um, when he's in. Um, he does have, like, priority over sets over DeMarco, so it's not much of an edge, but it's a little bit of an edge. He's in the best matchup, at least on paper, of the slate. Um, and he doesn't really 
like like the, the the tightness of the game might actually favor him in that there might be more work for him to kind of build up in terms of um, sets and so on as they're trying to kind of get a bigger cushion uh, or if they end up chasing the game. It's like there's more outs, there's more scenarios where he ends up with a good outcome. The, the worst case is he gets subbed, you know, and that's, that's life. Um, but if I'm comparing that to Brandt, Brandt in away games generally um, I think has trouble he hit, in my opinion, is a bit of a higher sub risk. Um, there's a few players that would come in for him, uh, Royce being one if he starts on the bench. Um, and um, yeah, I'd say those are probably my top two concerns. Uh, Ryan, am I leaving any out? What well, you you seem to be on the same on the same page. Why are you kind of iffy on Brandt in terms of the set piece takers? It's just kind of how I've always felt about Brandt I don't know like I just I would expect I see he's done a little better this year he a stretch where he was playing 90 minutes a lot and having some good floor games but he's just sort of always underwhelmed in the past I don't know though like you'd you figure 90 minutes and all the set pieces you would want that um but yeah no I think you broke it down well like there's some sub risk and on the road and yeah I, I don't know what do you think Jack uh, I think I mostly, I think I mostly agree. I don't have anything intelligent to add. Um, I was surprised when Julian Brandt was all of a sudden some like, you know, must play in cash game sort of player that wasn't his profile before this year. So it just feels like the situation is inherently fragile up to the, you know, whims of game script and stuff like that. It's um, possible you just want that game though. I, I don't know. You know, it could be back and forth. And if PSV score and Dortmund are trying to catch up. He could be. He could be a good play. I guess the question in midfield is: if you do not play Julian Brandt, then what are you going to do at the position? So you're probably going to use that money to spend up for someone like Lautaro. I mean, that's you know you kind of want that upside at the forward position if you make that kind of move. But um, Mo, do you think there are any like cheaper midfielders who might offer? you know, some intrigue as a trade-off off brands, you know, maybe not as good a range of outcomes, but someone that might make a more expensive forward, more worthwhile. Yeah. So it's, it's, um, it's tricky. I, I actually think there are, so like one player I, that I wrote down and I didn't cover him in the forward discussion was um, Samuel uh, Lino for Atletico. He's a forward here uh, and he's not in the projected lineup, but I don't believe that Raquel May gets the start over him. I think he's like this year's um, uh, Marcus Llorente. Like, I think Simeone really likes him as a guy who can both go forward and defend. Um, and so, you know, he he's not obviously not midfield eligible, but he's somebody I would strongly consider if I wanted to play three forwards. Um and, and I don't know, the, the price is tricky, but if you want to get a little different, that would be somebody who I would think about. At midfield, I don't know. I, I you know, to me, I think that um, I'm very high on, on uh, Hakan Kalhanaglu, um, Chalhanaglu, and Veerman. And I guess I don't, I don't really know that there are too many places that I would go otherwise. Um, but I might, I might dabble with that inter midfield if I decide like that's the game I want more exposure to. We'll see. Ryan, Ryan what, what do you think of the alternatives at midfield? 
I mean, the pricing on Inter is ridiculous. Uh, you, you, we talked about Hakan a little, but it'd be nice if that was a decision. You know, he should be at least a thousand more. Could have it be a decision for tournaments, but even for and so then the other Inter guys are too cheap too. Both of them, Barella and Mkhitaryan, four K yeah. and thirty seven hundred. I mean, they both. One of them's probably going. One of them's going to play ninety minutes. You'd figure. I don't know. They're just. They're they're just too cheap. They both have some. I don't know. They both have decent floors if they're going to play 90 minutes for that price tag. Um, I mean, like if, if Brandt is going to score you like, I don't know, you know, you, you might be able to get eight points from one of these guys and get close enough to one of these set piece taking midfielders. At the same time, I think that might be more of a tournament angle if you're thinking about Brandt, because I'm not like confident that Nico Barea is going to be the one to get me out of oh, there. Oh yeah, that's that's that's. I think that's what I meant. I, I didn't yeah. I didn't necessarily mean for cash games. Yeah. Well, I guess although I'm just a cash I don't know, it doesn't now, seem. So I was... <laughs> <laughs> but it I mean, Jack, acceptable. if you if you if you play Veerman, Chalinoglu, and Brandt, and Griezmann, I mean. You can't really do that. Who are you playing, Jaden Sancho? That's one option that you could do at the second. Or Saibari. It's one of those two, really, right? I yeah. mean, I guess we didn't talk about that. Who else? You can't. There are no other punts, really. You're talking at the forward position, right, Ryan? Yeah, I mean, there's Lino too. He's the same price as all them. I see. Saibari is forward eligible. That's interesting. I did not know only that. forward eligible, which is kind of annoying. I would I would prefer that to just playing an underdog, but there there was a construction I was looking at that used Jaden Sancho and just uh, to fit a few other pieces in. I don't think I want to play for like sixty five minutes of a Sancho. It, it's interesting, you know, comparing. But also, okay, Jack, if you play Veerman, Chalinoglu, and Brandt, you you can't play Bakayoko. Is that are you okay with that? I think I would be okay with that. Maybe I need to look more into Bakayoko, but. No, no, it seems fine. I'm just, you know, we were, we were talking about him. I guess you could play, like, who, I guess, like, who's the cash, who's viable for cash then if you just, you can't afford, the, it has to be someone cheap. Bulk yeah, up? it would have to, yeah, it would have to be someone cheap. So you could play someone in that price range just because price would make it acceptable. Probably Saibari, right? And if Marco Royce started and he told me he was going to take a few corners, I don't know how many minutes he plays lately. And maybe I'm thinking too much about the Marco Royce seven years ago, who was just absolutely incredible and fit, but in the best game environments, I mean, how big of favorites are PSV? Like we, I think it's completely acceptable to play players with good floors on Dortmund in this spot. It's like, this is 44%. This is, you could treat this game like a yeah. toss up and I think mm. that would be fine. So in that case, okay, I would slightly prefer Bakayoko, but how much better is Bakayoko going to be you know, when we run the millions of Sims compared to Marco Royce? If that's the difference between getting everything to go together, that one lineup that you were talking about, Ryan, I think I would make that trade-off. Actually, yeah, if you play Royce instead of Bakayoko, you probably can make a lineup. That leaves you 2,600, and you could get to Savage. One one uh, play that I think uh, – I don't know if I'm saying his name right, but Stajoto shouted out was Barrios for Atleti who's 3,300, and if you kind of plug his name into the uh, cheat sheet, his floor looks great. The issue with him, as I've like experienced on past slates, is he is completely live for a halftime sub. You know, like if you could even get a guarantee that he would play like 60, 65 minutes, he might be worth it at that price. 
but very often, I think, um, as you can kind of see here against Sevilla and probably a couple of games before that, I know there's at least one UCL game where he was subbed at half. Um, you know, if that happens and you just get, you know, four points out of him, that, that kind of hurts. Um, and so that's that's kind of one of those things where on on lock, it looks like a great play. At halftime, you might not feel as good about it. But I what mean, do you guys think about that? I mean, for just a few hundred cheaper, the, the Inter guys have a much better chance at eight points, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, it's – if I'd play Barrios if – Madrid were home favorites against some Spanish league team, but, but not here. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's right with, with, uh, you know, Barella at 4k and Mkhitaryan at 3.7. Um, and both of them likely to go a good deal longer. I think they are a lot more tempting. Um, of course, Jack, I think you've been tempted by none of them and you just, you're fully locked in on the Dortmund differential plays is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I think that would be fine. I mean, most of my actions in cash games these days. So that's probably what I'll lean towards. I think you've sold me that three midfielder is probably the wrong construction in tournaments. You don't have access to necessarily, I mean, maybe one of these cheaper center forwards absolutely torches the slate. Right. But um, I don't know. I think it just opens up different constructions, three midfielder, the three midfielder build has to punt at a second defender. And there might be some second defenders who are worth playing. You might be able to separate a little bit from the field in that way. So I don't know. I think those are those are interesting angles. Maybe not optimal, but I think I, I still think that three midfielder is optimal. But I feel like you know, as soon as the field's bigger than ten people, you can start to consider. I mean, I think I would pref much prefer to be off that type of construction. I don't know, Ryan. What do you think? Yeah, I think I I agree. Although I I I could see the cheap forwards succeeding in this spot. I could see that construction. All, all that construction really needs is like Lotaro and De Young to not score. And then those and then those cheap forward that's gonna that might be in business with, with those set piece midfielders. Um yeah, sorry, I, I'm just reading the chat. I do not think Pepe is gonna get the start for Pepe, sorry, is gonna get the start. I mean, wasn't that his first start ever? Or like his first it, for over the weekend? And I mean they clearly just did that because they were resting all their regulars for this Champions League game. So um no, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah, and and Bear mentioned earlier um, that he thinks Griezmann has a chance of of not not coming into the second half. I'm also skeptical of that. Uh, but if, if by for some reason that was the case, then uh, DePaul would be a very tempting play. I was already tempted by him anyway. It was it's four point three. It's not it's not that high. Um, and there's a lot of games where they're kind of in. Um, these tighter games where he accumulates a bunch of fouls drawn, tackles won, and so on. Um, I don't think it's where you want to be, but, you know, if if by some miracle reason... Griezmann not starting? Yeah, I, I think it's highly unlikely, but, you know, if we're going to consider all scenarios... Maybe, yeah, a 1% chance, maybe. <laughs> um, but, no, you're right. I, li I, liked, I like DePaul sometimes, too. I like DePaul just in general. I don't think this is a great spot, but... Yeah. He's, he's underrated, I think. Real life, and he can be underrated in fantasy, too, just because no one plays him. And you mentioned he can have those games where he just, like, does it all. Um, yeah. DePaul is a machine play, Ryan. So I think uh, <laughs> I think that would be approved without any opponent context. So DePaul I, I is an absolute tank on yeah. the field. Yeah. Um, 
Sorry, I had one more thing to say, but I forgot. Anyways. Yeah, well, we can just cut away. Um, but, yeah, going once, going twice on uh, takes on the midfield position. Oh, oh, um, Marcus Urente might start at forward. I've seen that projected. He started there over the weekend and scored two goals. Um, he's always he's he's done it in seasons past too. He can kind of play anywhere, but I don't know, like forty four hundred. If he he could start it forward, I mean, if 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 Moreno's not fit, yeah, I still probably like be Dubai, but you never. Sorry, Murata. If Murata's not fit, but you, you know, you never know. I, I certainly like him a lot more than Lino. Like I, I, I Lino was in my head because he isn't on the projected sheet. And so it kind of, I think might surprise some people when he gets in, but at 5.7, he's just not as tempting. Whereas Llorente at 4.4, you know, it gets in that price range where you're like, yeah, you know, paying 4.4 right. for a goal. Maybe why not? Yep. Especially if he plays as a forward. I don't know. I just keep on thinking about these Atletico guys. And then I just know that they're going to get subbed at 55 minutes, but Strictly speaking, some of them have to play the full 90. So uh, who knows? Good luck on that one, though. I think we'll have to be doing some thinking when the Atletico lineup comes out. I'm just going to assume surprises are going to happen. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Um, let's take into defender. So we have the same conversation every interslate. We have 6,100 uh, Federico DeMarco. Uh, he has a great floor. He always gets subbed at like 70 minutes. Some promising things, though, uh, making his case is that the defender position is kind of weak. So you probably want that floor. It doesn't seem to make sense to fade it or to save the salary to do that. And then the other thing was that he was rested over the weekend. So feels like 75 minutes is a very reasonable expectation. If he went below 70, I think that would be pretty outrageous. And he always just gets it done in 70 minutes. You can kind of just, I don't know, it's not a consideration. You just know he's going to get subbed and all his numbers reflect that. Um, I think defender is tricky because what are you going to do after Federico DeMarco? Um, Ian Matson, if he starts at 5k, looks like an interesting play, but he's, you know, doesn't take set pieces. He's a little bit expensive. We have one of my group stage tortures, Jordan Teze, 
who is an attacking fullback for PSV. That's also a good matchup, and I think he has similar stats to Serginho Dest. Um, I don't know, Ryan. Do you think you're going to be able to pay up for defender twice, or do you want to, or do you maybe see some value in the defender position tomorrow that maybe I don't necessarily see? Mm. Well, DeMarco's a little too cheap. Um, so, like, minutes where you're not – just the rest of the position isn't that great. Like he's just such an easy click. I I can't even make I can't make a lineup without Demarco. I don't think on this slate. Um, so I guess it's kind of nice not to worry about that. Yeah, Matson. He's good for tournaments. He's been in decent form. Couple assists recently. We know he's attacking just from you know watching him at Chelsea a few times. Teze is probably the second best defender on the slate. Hit a big game in the league. I think over the weekend, a goal and or maybe maybe it was last week, uh, two assists and a goal. Um, but yeah, I, I think he probably you know is the in terms of floor is probably the second best defender on the slate. Add everything in, uh, assist equity, probably play in ninety minutes. Just you don't really have any defenders to choose from on Madrid. Um, maybe you know I, I kind of like Bastoni to be honest at forty three hundred. Guy is just a beast, and he, he he puts up huge scores sometimes. Minutes are frustrating, but um, he's huge and athletic and shoots and crosses. Actually played an outrageous pass over the weekend. I saw it on Twitter a few times uh, to Barella, and then Barella hit the crossbar, so it didn't end up being an assist, but uh, – yeah, I like Bastoni. Um, cheaper, I like Ryerson for 3500 for Dortmund. That might end up being a pretty popular play, you know, a, a cheap fullback. Um, yeah, those are those are my main thoughts. Um, I don't know. What do you think, Mo? I think defender is probably one of the funner – positions thing for this slate i think there are a good number of options like you guys have already laid out i think ryerson at a 1500 discount to um Matson is definitely somebody i'm gonna think about a lot um yeah he's probably not as much of an attacker as Matson is but um you know it doesn't take much to pay off that price um i love the stony you know he's like like i generally am not on this train of like play the center backs that will get you points like i i hate the slates when i see uh yokim anderson or a tarkovsky or a craig dawson like those they drive me crazy because i just will forever believe that they are like nonsense plays but i don't feel that way about the stony the stony is everything ryan said he, he'll play the crosses he'll get up he has, you know, equity in the box. Like he's somebody I'm okay with always being priced up. And whenever he's not, I'm like, I think that's a very good play. So um, in a tight matchup like this, where they might need the extra bodies out in attack to really uh, um, get that goal. Um, I, I have a lot of interest in Bastoni. Uh, I also, and I see the comment about Darmian. I like Darmian. My number one concern is when does um what's his name come in dumfries dumfries right because he plays in darmian's position um i i probably think that in the champions league you want someone who's a bit more defensively sound like darmian but if that's why he's in 
uh, you know, and there's a chance that they may want to go more for attack as the game goes on. It's the sub risk. So that's, that's the only weird worry I have there, but I think he's somebody I like a lot as well. Um, where are you guys on this Tez, uh, on this Teze versus Darmian question? I haven't seen Teze's salary. What is it? 4,800. I mean, if they were the same price, Teze for sure, in my opinion. Yeah. But Just I, because I, the, minute, the minutes, like you said, for, for Darmian, that's a, that's a big risk. Um, and he's just, he's not very attacking in general. Man, he, Tarkovsky, you're tilting me. I, Saramek played Tarkovsky in the high stakes GPPs today and got 10 and a half points out of him. He actually shipped the contest. I mean, what the fuck is going on on a slate where salary's soft? Uh, but anyways, I guess like when you know, you know. Yeah, I just want to say that um, the John Paul Van Heck and Lewis Dunk Union condemns these um, these anti-center backs having no floors comments very strongly because, you know, sometimes teams that possess the ball, they get a few shots and tackles one are a thing. And it's good to see defenders who don't commit fouls. All those things go a long way to help your floors. <laughs> Don't listen to these heuristic players. Don't be afraid to play the center backs. But the problem is the center back union grows stronger with like every week. Like Kilman got a goal recently. Romero for Tottenham has been scoring goals. Like it seems nowadays that every other team. Harry Maguire is always the nuts. And Maguire, exactly. Like every other team has a center back where you have to seriously pause now and be like, but what if this is their slate? What if this is the one where they pick up the goal or assist? How about that slate a couple or a couple weeks ago when both Gabriel and Saliba scored? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You know, now, now I think I didn't play that. I didn't play the slate, but there was definitely it wasn't that one, but it was like a week before that where everybody like forty percent of King of the Pitch played Gabriel and he scored, and so you did actually need him. Ridiculous. And and that's that's mind mind boggling to me because he was forty eight hundred. I was like, you know, the way I usually play, the moment I see the center back above four thousand, I'm out. But you know, now now you can't do that anymore. A couple weeks ago, I got a shower brace for twenty six hundred and still didn't cash. Thought about self excluding after that. <laughs> <laughs> Just gotta play him when he's thirty eight hundred, Ryan. Then it's gonna mm. hit a little bit different. And uh, real Liga MX grinders will know the exploits of Gonzalo Piovi, the creative center back extraordinaire who's been <laughs> dominating these slates. It has been an extremely stupid second half to the Liga MX season. Um, all right. We were talking about Teze, and I actually had a sincere question. Are we sure Teze is that great a play at 4,800? The no. game environment is elite, but I see on his stats on FB Ref. He's got three and a half crosses per 90, 15 shots on the season. I at least like to see my attacking fullbacks taking a rip on goal every now and then. I think that's important for their ceiling. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, no, Jack, it's really just there's no good defenders besides DeMarco. So whoever the second best defender is, is just the second best by a hair. I don't know who it is. You know, I just said Teze because he's more likely to play 90 than uh, Dest and he's just in you know quote unquote the best matchup that has a chance to shoot out i mean i can't really ignore that he had two assists and a goal over the weekend and also scored in that other champions league slate i mean that's something too but no i i said that because i just thought the the position sucked after demarco but like 
sort of anybody can be the second best play. Like point per dollar, maybe it's Ryerson. I don't know. I mean, maybe point per dollar, it, just given like clean sheet chances, you can just scroll all the way down. Is the second best defender the player that allows you to fit the other seven spots? I mean, that's oh, De- 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 DeVry or, or whatever, 2,800. Yeah, he could be too. I didn't even get that far. Or, you know, our boy, uh, Stefan Savage, if he starts <laughs> and makes the, the lineup we just gave out work. <laughs> You know, it, it's weird for me on Teze because I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to say I followed him super closely, but I did follow him in his early years at PSV and he was basically a center back. So, and, and if you actually go look at his games, like last season, he played most of his games in the champions league as a center back. And so like to, to see him considered a, uh, you know, actively, sorry, it was Europa league last year. To see him considered uh, like an, uh, a, a strong attacking fullback now is surprising. I, I think he has his games where he definitely can go off, but I think there's a good chance, not saying it's going to be what happens, but there's at least a good chance that he could come out more defensive and, and give you a modest floor. So, um, I, you know, for that reason, I would say I'm in the same boat as I think what both of you guys are, where I think could be a fine play, but also maybe just play whoever fits best. Yeah, no, I think that's right. He probably really doesn't stand out. You're, you're right about all that. Just as a player, he's not like someone to get excited about. So an attacking player. Yeah, I remember him as a center back too. I just see five assists in 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 like sixteen league games. And yeah, I don't know. Jack and I were super tilted because he was randomly chalk on that one slate. And I mean like mega chalk and then scored the goal in stoppage time, a ridiculous rebound goal from a corner. Um, but I remember he was on all the, you know, Empire Makers team and Third and Schlong's team and all pew pew. pew. He, he, uh, of course. And he, so you know he's <laughs> If you're listening, we're not mad about it. So, um, <laughs> no salt whatsoever. Yeah, not salty at all. Uh, let's get into goalkeeper, our favorite section. So two games slate, normally the reflex, especially the reflex of the field, is going to be to click the most expensive goalkeeper. We have Jan Sommer at 5,500. The win odds are not great for a $5,500 goalkeeper, but the clean sheet odds are quite elite. So you just figure the wind probably just comes with the clean sheet so often. That's probably worthwhile. I don't think I'll have room to pay out for goalkeeper on this slate. I want to prioritize the midfielders. And as we've discussed, that's just uh, where the money, you know, the money dries up pretty quickly there. I'm happy paying all the way down for, um, you know, 4K for uh, what's his name, Jan Oblak. I don't know if I if it's not easy to afford the most expensive goalkeeper. I just don't care, and I hope I'm going to get my six points, and I you know don't take like negative seven like James Trafford over the weekend. Uh, Mo, time to time to put your flag pants on the goalkeeper. This is where this is where your greatness has to shine. <laughs> you know, I'm always I'm always terrified of playing the same keeper as Jack. You know, it, it's just there's a lot there's heavy risk there. <laughs> Uh, but anytime you can pay all the way down um, and get, you know, the former best goalkeeper in the world in Jan Oblak, um, it's pretty tempting. So, uh, you know, I, I think there will be a lot of shots there. Inter have a bunch of guys in midfield who love shooting from distance. I mean, Varela, uh, Chalhanoglu, even Mikatarian, I think, takes a good number of shots. And we all know that if uh, Lotaro gets the chance to take a shot, he'll take it as well. So, that's a very tempting goalkeeper play. 
but I don't think you necessarily are going wrong with Kobol or Somer either. Um, you know, the, the one goalkeeper here that I probably feel the least good about is um, Benitez, Walter Benitez. I, I don't think necessarily that the number of saves is there, meaning that like, I think you're looking for um, like a range of outcomes that is either like, okay, he gets the win and clean sheet, or he like gets a, but concedes a goal and gets you very little. So Benitez, I don't feel as good at about, but I feel pretty good about the other three. Ryan, on, on the kind of those remaining three, or maybe all of them, where, where are you kind of landing on this? Uh, I think I, yeah, I agree with you guys. Uh, all block. I like all block. I like what you said. All the inter guys rip shots, rip long shots. So that's good. Um, I think Benitez, though, I think Benitez is kind of interesting. I think Benitez might have a higher ceiling than Summer. Um, I just, I, I might prefer him to Koble in tournaments just because just I think uh, PSV are more likely to score and more likely to win. I don't know. Like, why can't both these games end one to nothing? Um, I feel like that happens some of the time. Um, but yeah, I like, I like all block seems like, seems like the cash game move. Um, I like summer too, though. I mean, you started the show off talking about how good inter have been, how few goals they allow. So if you can get to summer, I think that's okay. Um, probably, yeah, the, the inter Madrid game is like, if I was making one lineup, you know, you, you, you think the other game might shoot out this inter uh, Madrid game will be lower scoring. That's probably where I'd go. Well, Bear, I don't know, Jack. He's goalkeeper. Our... I mean, <laughs> Bear, Bear hears our analysis and says Benitez. I have Pretty a much. I have a sincere take about goalkeeper. It's a two two game knockout, and I think <laughs> there's a good chance that the away teams just want to transfer the match to their home stadium, and so I think that hurts the floors of the home goalkeepers in this type of spot. So that makes me less likely to play Benitez. I'll probably. Tried, when I try to quote unquote get different at goalkeeper, there's only four to choose from. I think Kobel is someone who's fine because he has he's a goalkeeper who has a chance to book a win in this case, and that five points can be pretty valuable. And I don't know, maybe no one gets a clean sheet, and you just kind of want to play, you know, flip a coin who gets more points than Oblock or um, Oblock. Yeah, Kobel might have the most Oblock. save upside. I mean, he, at least him and Oblock do for sure. Yeah, Jack, so I have a question cool. for you. Uh, I, I, I'm just guessing that at least some of your lineups are going to have a decent Dortmund presence. Do you think that you're going to try to correlate any of that with goalkeeper and maybe kind of if you're already with some Dortmund presence, also go Kobol? Um, or do you think you're going to kind of dissociate those two and just make a decision based, aside from the machine, make a decision based on who you think is going to have more saves? Uh, the machine doesn't work for Champions League. That's beyond my technical capabilities at this point. So I have to play with my heart. And I think if I'm playing a few Dortmund attackers, um, I think that means that they're more likely to score goals and get good floors. That's probably going to mean that Kobol is more likely to get a win. So I think correlating your goalkeeper to your outfielders when you're playing a cheap goalkeeper, I think that makes a lot of sense. Again, it's a two-game slate, so you kind of just, with a cheap goalkeeper, maybe I get lucky, but maybe there's just no clean sheet, which is going to happen I think the majority of, well, maybe not the majority of the time necessarily, but a healthy range of outcomes, there's going to be no clean sheet. So figure I'll just play for no clean sheets and then paint my goalkeepers and hope for saves. You know, then I don't have to worry about, you know, correlating with center backs necessarily, although I'll probably fall into that because there are cheap center backs for every goalie on this slate. 
But um, yeah, on a two gamer, I don't really worry about defender correlation, but the attacker correlation, well, I think that is a little bit more interesting. Fair enough. Oh, all right. Well, I think we've chopped up a bunch of angles here. I mean, you know, defenders, little ho-hum midfield. There's some cheap plays that are worth darts, but we have, you know, expensive triumvirate worth playing. And then forward, who the heck knows? That's going to be a bit, that's going to be the challenge once lineups come out. But um, I don't know. Any final thoughts before we bid everyone farewell? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I sure I'll, I'll like player thoughts or what, what are we looking for here? GPP, like I one one guy that just me I've sort of switched around or switched my view on is is this folk rug. I mean, now I haven't seen a lot of Dortmund either, but I've been down on this guy, probably talked talked a little bad about him. I remember in the World Cup and early shows, look, like when he's 30 years old before he gets to an elite team and I just see some like six foot two kind of like plodding, slowish white guy. And, you know, I'm not like excited about his prospects, but without knowing all that, just looking at the game logs, I mean, he's been absolutely smashing. His floor, like, isn't, you know, he doesn't have a floor really because he's a center forward, but it's not terrible because he plays 90 minutes and he might be the most likely of the Dortmund guys to play 90 minutes. He's certainly the most likely to score a goal. Um, and I'm not sure that his ownership is going to come with that. So, yeah, I'm in on folk rug. I mean, not, not the type of player that I normally get behind, but, like, can't really argue with it. Maybe he's just like, I wish I'd watched more Dortmund because I can't really talk about it, but maybe he's just like a beast. And he, he's just out there working his ass off, doesn't get tired, strong, good at headers. Like, you know, this is the environment where there could be goals. So I'm in on folk rug for a GP, GPP. I feel like I have I feel like I have all of these same thoughts and questions for Luke Dion. Like I, I just don't know what to similar, do. right? It's very similar. Yeah. It's that's very, very similar, similar because you know, I I've been on this pod talking about how much I like Veerman, how much I like Bakayoko, how much I like PSV as an attacking team. So surely you would think, okay, well, you know, all it takes is a, a touch to uh, give an assist or, or score a goal. And then, you know, um, you're in pretty good shape. And he is by percentage, the highest rated um, goal scorer on the slate. So um, that'll be the one that, that keeps me up. Um, I, th I think that's a good call. I think the field, is, the, the soccer lobby is getting sharper. And I do think most people still aren't going to want to click Luke de Young. I mean, myself included. I know I feel the same way as you, but it's probably a pretty decent tournament play, all things considered. I'll end with my own take. Keep an eye out on Marcel Sabitzer. He has a way of blowing up slates in a very random way. So I will have a sprinkling of him around. But... This was a lot of fun. Mo, you were an awesome guest. Thank you so much for joining us. We're glad you won your ticket so you could pay your entry fee to show up. Ryan, thank you always as well. I wish everybody good luck. Thanks for joining us. Please join us at RotoWire. Join us in the Discord. You can talk with me, Mo, and Ryan. Have a few laughs along the way. And uh, good luck, everyone. Although I really am kind of feeling salty. I don't have a ticket yet. I was starting to get FOMO. So um, if you could kindly maybe submit some empty lineups to the $25 King of the Pitch with some of those tickets that you pick up, you know, in these other lobbies, uh, 
you know, every little bit helps this humble mathematician right here. So thank you so much, everyone. We will see you all tomorrow and good luck. Thanks guys. Bye. Good luck, everybody.